Hi, this is Kathy. And this is Cherry, and you're listening to Macchiato Moms at Midnight. I always want to sing after that. I know. I... <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Well, we've been trying to find an app that will let us do intro music, and we have been unsuccessful. Yeah. Mm. We'll get there someday. Yes, one, day. one day. If anybody wants to sponsor us, <laughs> then we'll just get a new Mac, right? right yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then we'd be, be fine. So, if you really love our podcast, then yeah, you can give us money, <laughs> and we'll promote whatever business you have. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> not whatever business you have. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be an interesting night. We have one child sleeping on the couch, and then the crazy cat from the last episode sleeping next to me, taking it her nap to. Get ready for another wild adventure. <laughs> yeah. Get, she's just recharging. Yeah. And then we have two other kids asleep who also like to wake up every night around midnight. So it's only 10 o'clock. So we got two <laughs> hours. Hopefully we can we can wrap this up before one of them wakes up, right? <laughs> um, so have you ever been in the middle of um, parenting your child or... Uh, teaching them something or trying to learn something to teach them um, a way to encourage them in the Lord and then have the have God kind of just like smack you in the face with your own conviction (laughs) (laughs) this happened to me on our way I think it was on our way home from Hawaii went on a vacation in Hawaii which was awesome and I was using the long flight as an opportunity to look up scriptures for my daughter who is really struggling with complaining and whining and talking back. And so um, the book that I've been reading encouraged you to look up either scriptures or write out a prayer to pray when you're struggling with the the child that you can or scriptures that you can teach the child. And I found a scripture that not only is perfect for teaching your kids, but I was really convicted by it (laughs) and I read it before but I think this was just a I just a time that I needed to hear it I guess I'm not sure but do everything without grumbling and arguing it's um Philippians 2 14 and I just read that well anytime that I'm trying to find scriptures for my on things, I tend to, I just Google it, <clears throat> and this flight actually had Wi-Fi, so I was able to Google on my phone, and so I was Googling it, and um, this one came up, and I was like, for some reason, I just got this thought of, like, I wonder what the scripture surrounding that is, like, what what was Paul, like, what was his whole main idea here, and who was he talking to? Obviously the Philippians, but like, what was he? What was the the before thought and afterthought of that? So I looked up the whole like kind of chunk around there, Philippians two twelve through sixteen, and I was like, wow, there's so much, <clears throat> like just such a wealth of knowledge there to be had. Um, <laughs> so our topic is going to be we're just gonna kind of break down the Philippians 2, 12 through 16, um, and kind of what Paul meant. One of my favorite ways of stu- studying scripture is to break down each verse mm-hmm. and kind of study it. Um, and I use the, what's it called? Blue Letter Bible. Yeah, Blue Letter Bible app. 
and it has commentaries on there and David Guzik I got a lot of information from his commentary um, so I just kind of went with that and then put it in my own words and thought we'll discuss each verse and kind of what it means um, and I think I hope you guys get a lot from that because I sure did <laughs> what about you Charity did you get a lot studying all this no not really you didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah no for sure and it <clears throat> just this whole like this week well not even just this week yeah but since you text me from that or when you got back not from the flight because you can't do that <laughs> um, when you text me the scripture it's crazy how it's been coming up in so many other areas just had a momentary uh recovery we had to do but we'll make it <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but yes, it's, um, I feel like it, it, even if, even if I wouldn't have wanted to learn anything, I would have had no choice. Yeah. Because God just has been beating us over the head with it. Our pastor on Sunday did a sermon that was based around this. And then today in one of our uh, little study groups that we do on Mondays, our, the lady used some of the same scripture, scripture. as well. Wow. It's, yeah, I've had it in like emails. I've had oh, yeah. it, and, and like not and not necessarily just this scripture, but other ones that correlate Correlate, with yeah. It. And me it's too. Just, I actually I put quite a few in here actually that yeah popping up to those. Yeah, so it's so. been pretty awesome. It's like God's trying to tell us we need to yeah. stop the planet or something. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> like I said, this is something I really, really struggle with, mm-hmm. and I feel like well, I mean, we'll get into it, but I feel like it's something that's critical. For sure. Here's why. (laughs) Um, Well, okay. We're going to start with verse 12, obviously. Huh? (laughs) Charity, you can't mumble things and then not say what you said. You're going to distract me. Okay. So the beginning of this... uh, Yeah, let's read the whole scripture. Is that what you were trying to say? I said, should we? But then I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna get there. See, I just had to come around to the idea. You wanna? You want me to read it? You That's read good it? Idea, yeah. uh, okay. So we're gonna do uh, Philippians two twelve through sixteen. Therefore, my dear friends, as you as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky, as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then you will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain, that even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and serve. I'm going too far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll stop. Sorry. We will have a challenge for you guys at the end of this. So 17 and 18. Just keep that in your mind. Just forget that I said that he was be... poured out. Yeah. He's back <laughs> in his cup now. Yeah. You haven't poured him out yet. <laughs> Gosh, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so the it starts with the word, therefore, which when anytime Paul uses that word or, I mean, really... Anybody, anybody in the Bible. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of other people do, but I'm sure they do. Um, if anytime that's used, it's to pull your attention to the previous verses or like previous chapter um, in the book. Um, so 
for me, it pulled my attention immediately right up above to um, when Paul is talking about Christ's humility and exaltation. Um, and pretty much saying how we should act like Christ. I don't know about you guys, but anytime I hear, like, Christ, I'll say Christian words like exaltation, <laughs> um, I have to look them up because even though I was raised in the church, I nobody ever really explained those words to me. I just kind of went like, I think I know what that means, so I'll just go like, I'll go along with it. So I looked it up. Exaltation just means like um, restored to his glory, restored to his rightful place. Um, just That's just a little side note. Um, but so Paul is telling you to like, remember what I just wrote here above what I just said, or what I'm saying right now. So I went back to verse eight to chapter two, verse eight, where, um, and just so you know, I have a Christian English Bible, so it's a little bit different than like an NIV or ESV. So it's easy to understand, but just so you know, if you are like, why are there two versions so different? Mine's different than Charity's. <laughs> um, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. So remember that when we go on to the rest of the, uh, oh, well, I'm going to go on to the rest of it right here, actually. <laughs> um, this parallels to what Paul is going to say. So he says, therefore, just as you have always obeyed, so Paul is saying that as Christians, we should be humble and obey like Christ did. And I think he's telling the Philippians, like, they usually obey pretty good. That they've obeyed, you know, what Christ has done and obeyed, like, doing what Christ did. Um, but he's saying, so since you've obeyed so well, keep doing it. <laughs> um, and then the next part, he goes, even more in my absence, work out your own salvation. It's amazing to me how this is like just like one sentence and there's so much yeah. in it. So he's saying, obey and be humble like Christ. Um, but in, in the absence of Paul, to work out your own salvation. So I have my interpretation of what this means. Um, thanks, Bella. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> she found a toy. I have my interpretation of what this means and it also... What it does not mean. So sometimes people read this and they're thinking, oh, I got to work for my salvation. And that's not what he means because that kind of contradicts with anything that he has ever taught. So um, we have actually a scripture here that says exactly what Paul thinks of that, whether you can work your salvation or not. Charity, do you have it written down there? Yeah, uh, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God so that no one can boast. Yeah. So, by faith you are saved, not by our works. So that's not what he's meaning necessarily in this um, sentence. He, I interpret this to mean that it's up to us con to continue our walk in Christ. Um, we can't make, like, we can't rely on pastors or parents or anyone who's led you in the Lord, your spouse. I know that can be a thing that, pe you know, especially women feel like they need to rely on their husband to lead them in their walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. um, we can't rely on them to be responsible for our relationship with Christ. It's our own personal journey. Yeah, and I actually looked up like what he meant, uh, like how the context of workout is used in mm -hmm. the sentence. And uh, it 
means um, to continually bring something to completion or fruition. So he was telling them to be actively pursuing God and being mm-hmm. obedient. Like, mm-hmm. like in like the beforehand, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, like 6 through 11. Yeah. Christ's humility and like how he... He emptied how himself. He, emptied himself he was the so form God, of a yeah. servant, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, in form of a servant in John, it talks about how, uh, like, he came, he was, well, and in all the gospels. It's just the gospel, guys. Yeah. Um, it talks about how he became a servant. He became the lowest to mm-hmm. be, like, God's vessel. Yeah. And, like, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to empty ourselves yeah. and become low mm-hmm. so that we can be filled with God and be his yeah. servant. Yeah. Um, and that's what, that's what. Paul is telling them there is to strive to bring their salvation to fulfillment in their lives. He wanted them to be living a life worthy of the gospel. And I actually, today, um, I was listening to a podcast and I heard a quote that kind of correlates with this. Um, and they said, uh, Life with the gospel is not about proving your worth, but knowing that you're worthy and living like it. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. We're going to go into that for sure later too, because it's like if you know. Who and whose you are in Christ, you will live like it. <laughs> if you know it and you truly believe it, you will live like it. We're not saved by our works, but our works should be evident of God's work in us. Right, right. There should be, um, actually, that we listen to, um, if you guys have not heard of the Telling the Truth like website or app, you need to go and look it up. Mm-hmm. I even would even go so far to say pause this and go and look it up <laughs> yeah, and download it if you have an free. iPhone. Yeah, um, the Briscoes. There's uh, it's a couple, an older couple, um, Stuart and Jill, and then they have a son who's a pastor, Pete. Pete. They are completely ordained by the Holy Spirit to speak, and they just have amazing things to say. But um, I just listened to one where he was saying that. If you are truly, you know, a child of God, it should be a transformation. It should be evident in things you do. It should be, I mean, prevalent when people look at you, people see how you act. They should wonder, yeah, what's different well, <laughs> about yeah. you? And Jill, is that was that the one that Jill did? Jill did it. Stuart said something like that too. When it comes to loving people, oh, okay. it's both of. It's kind of in a whole series here that they both said that. <laughs> I, I was listening. It might have been that first one. Uh, where she Oil talks about how she was stopped mm. on the street, and they were like, "What's different about you?" Like oh, some random wow. person stopped her on the street yeah. and just said, "I can tell. Yeah. I want to know what it is, and I want to know how to get it." Yeah. <laughs> and I used to pray that as a kid. I used to be like, "God, I want to just shine your light." Mm. And now it's almost like, and I know this is like, it's not necessarily a happy thing that I'm going to say here, but as a parent, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I wanted to have that much yet. Because I really don't want to be stopped at the store when I have two kids. <laughs> I'm not ready for that yet. But I think that's the reason why God has been pouring this whole chapter, you know, chapter two of Philippians and so many sermons yeah. <laughs> that are talking about this because he knows that inside my heart. He knows that you're kind of holding that back. You're yeah. kind of, you know... You're letting the world weigh you down too much. You need to let my gladness, my joy that's in you shine. Or else people aren't going to come to you. They're not going to come and say what's different about you. They're going to just think, it's, we're not supposed to look that's like the rest of the world. That's just another lady. There's just another weary mom. <laughs> Man. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, what's it? What's it called? A mombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a mommy. Mombie. Not for Halloween. It's a, it's a mombie. mombie. Yeah. That's a cute out. That's it, a cute idea. We should do it next year. That's so easy. Like all I'd have to do is like put really bad white she makeup just, on like, me. She just like did her hair like, like crazy, like crazy, like sticking up and out, and then she did a white face with like dark eyes around it. Yeah. And her lipstick was like smudged. <laughs> walk she around had a with like stain on her shirt. walk around with a coffee mug and like a tub of Nutella. There you go. <laughs> oh Nutella, I miss you. <laughs> I know. We came back from Hawaii. Keto life. We came back from Hawaii and we had a little bit of Nutella left, and Elise was wanting to have that for breakfast. We and it was gone. So I think Andrew, or my friend who was watching our house, ate it. <laughs> Elise was pretty, uh, pretty mad. Yeah, she was like, "What? I don't want to go to school and now. I can't have Nutella." <laughs> okay. Anyways, bringing it back in. <laughs> okay. So huh? the rest of that sentence goes to. So I want to go back. And read the whole thing here. So, he's saying not only in his presence, but without him, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So, I don't know about you guys, but as a kid, I thought it was strange to hear people tell me, you gotta, you should fear the Lord or, you know, revere him with fear and trembling. I was kind of like... Um, so there's a guy kind of watching me, telling me to do what I should and shouldn't do. And then I'm also supposed to be afraid of him, um, cause he's kind of like waiting to punish me and send me to hell. <laughs> it wasn't very, um, I kind of put those things out of my mind. I'm kind of someone who, if I don't like something, I just put it aside and I focus on the good. Yeah. Um, with God, actually, that's kind of, so that's kind of an anomaly. Usually the other I'm the other way around with all other aspects of my life. I'm like super negative. But anyways, <laughs> there's that thought. God must have been working in me even then. He's like, you're too little to focus on this. So just focus on the good stuff. Um, that's not really what the Bible is meaning though. It's not saying fear the Lord because he's going to send you to a fiery hell. It's saying fear the Lord because he is all-knowing. Yeah. He's everywhere. He's holy. He is completely good. Um, so we should be awe-filled and acknowledge that in him. That's that's how you fear the Lord. It's not being afraid that he's going to do something bad to you or punish you. It's just acknowledging his goodness and his just how powerful he is. When I was looking up scriptures about um, fearing God, there mm-hmm. are so many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but like Proverbs 1-7... The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And then Psalms 111.10, um, it's the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. All those who follow his precepts have good understanding. Mm-hmm. And that really stuck out for me. Like, the good understanding. Good understanding. Yeah. I um, want some good understanding, please. <laughs> well, that, what you, were, you, you totally spoke to my mm-hmm. childhood right there. Like, mm-hmm. it was strange to think that we were supposed to fear God and... I can't remember how old I was. I was around six or seven when my mom, in like a, in, in a way that made me think I should be afraid of God, mm-hmm. said that I should fear Him. Mm-hmm. And well, the conversation we you were having, fear him. yeah, well, yeah. That's almost exactly mm-hmm. like because <laughs> I was talking. We, I was up on this really high ledge, and we were we we were building our new house, and it was really high. And my dad was doing a day. 
I was up on the top of it going into the front door. You had to use a ladder to get up there because the deck wasn't completely finished. Mm-hmm. I was telling my sister that she didn't need to be afraid because I was already doing Like, I was up there. I had mm-hmm. done it, and I made She's. I don't know how it came about, but I ended up saying I wasn't afraid of anything. And then my mom said, in a very irritated tone, <laughs> you need to be afraid of God. She might have actually said the word afraid. Mm. And that was when I was like, uh... What? I don't want to do anything yeah, with, with God Jesus. If or I'm supposed know to be anything afraid about of God him. if I'm supposed to be afraid of him. Yeah. yeah. As a child, you avoid yeah. things that you're afraid of. Yeah. And that was, that was yep. a big one for me. Mm-hmm. And that... I pretty much had the same notes. We aren't supposed to be afraid of God. We're supposed to humble ourselves to his teaching and accept that his, he's powerful. Mm-hmm. He's, he's powerful and he's mighty. More powerful than we can <clears throat> even comprehend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, I, I looked up the um, Greek translation of the word fear in here, and the, co- the context of it is supposed to mean reverence or respect. Mm-hmm. And Paul actually uses the same phrase when he's speaking to Titus and mm-hmm. Corinthians. Um, when he tells Titus he's encouraged by the Corinthians accepting him with fear and trembling. They were accepting um, him with great humility and respect for his position. Yeah. Um, and just him him as a minister. In the yeah, as God, God appointing yeah, him. Yeah. 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 That, that would have been things that I wanted to know. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, what do you mean by I'm okay fear? Respecting but people. I almost wonder if, like, the generation of our parents, they really didn't understand it themselves. Like, they were taught, you know, fear the Lord and, you know, well, kind of, if you think about it, their yeah, parents, like they probably, well, they, their parents, they probably feared their parents, and that was seen as respect. Yeah. And so their view of respect is different than what our view of respect is. And I've come to realize that over my whole entire, you know, childhood to now. My parents' view of respect is different from mine. Oh, yeah. For sure. So we're supposed to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Mm. So that's just that's just uh chapter or, or verse verses. twelve. No, that is just verse twelve. Oh yeah, it's yeah. one verse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you guys, there is a wealth of knowledge here. So I encourage you to go and read this portion yourselves and kind of come up with your own conclusion here. So verse thirteen. Do you want to read that just that sentence and then we'll go through and break it down? Uh, so verse thirteen is or the whole one? Mm-mm. Just the beginning. Just verse 13. So, for it is God who works in you. Yeah. So, um, so this is the reason, like we kind of just said earlier, this is kind of one of the reasons to work out our own salvation is because we have a responsibility to work diligently in awe of God, um, who is also working in us. I swear, <laughs> this cat is trying to find anything that makes noise to play with. She's like, I know they're doing something When here. we finally get our, like, cover photo of us, we're going to have to have the cat in it also. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely like, a part of the say, podcast. Satan, I rebuke you. <laughs> oh, she, ran <laughs> she ran away. <laughs> Told you it works. <laughs> Just kidding. I love Bella. We love cats. <laughs> we're not saying cats are satanic. Uh, Kathy loves cats. I'm going to say <laughs> on my side of it. <laughs> you like Bella I lo- more than you did our cat. other cat. I because she's never... She, never she does never jump at you randomly. Well, she did just attack my foot oh. 10 minutes ago. So, well, Yeah, she's in her witching hour. <sighs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. For um, it is God who works in you. Yes. Okay. So, if you understand his sovereignty, if you understand his power, then that should motivate you to dedicate, be dedicated to him. Yeah. As, as dedicated to him as he is to us because he is extremely faithful mm-hmm. and dedicated 
and always there, always pursuing us. Um, so that's kind of, it's on us to pursue him. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's, I mean, who are we (laughs) to not, he's God and he's pursuing us. I feel like that's such a big thing in today's world too. Like everyone, um, and I just talked to someone about this this morning. Every, when everything's fine in our lives, we're like, Oh God is so good. God is Mm -hmm. so great. He's powerful. He's mighty. He loves us. All those things. Mm -hmm. But as soon as one thing slips out of place, we're like, God, how could you forsake us like this? Yeah. Like, how could you do this to us? We are Israel. Yes. We aren't realizing that he's right there. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's right there and he is waiting for us mm-hmm. to allow him to come alongside us mm-hmm. uh, and aid us in doing his will. And that, um, you said earlier that, like, you feel like God knows that you're not giving that, mm-hmm. like, that part of you to him yet, like, to be, like, shining. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, what what I get from that, like it's God who works in us. It reminds me of what everyone says. Like when you start reading, you want to read more. When you get thirsty, mm-hmm. you you're like thirst more, thirst more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and God, if if we're submitting to Him and we're obeying Him, He's going to give us the desires and furthermore the ability and His power to uh, do His will, <laughs> to do His will. Um, and then, I don't know where, what scripture it is, but as I'm saying this, I'm reminded that uh, it says, like, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave. That's available to us. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. And he's there waiting for us. Isn't that like a Jeremy Camp song? To do that song? through us. The maybe. same power it, that rose Jesus from the grave. Is it not in the Bible? The it's just a song. Uh, no, know. I'm sure he took it from the, <laughs> the Bible, too. That's kind of where all songs come from, though. I looked it up. It's it is in the Bible. It's not just, but it is also Jeremy Camp. Well, obviously he got it from the Bible. Yeah, but it's Romans eight eleven. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. Yeah, there you go. Just yeah, and well, I I gotta keep going. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal. So He's waiting to use you mm-hmm. and do His works in you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we should be being diligent and mm. you know working on ourselves not like the world tells us to work on yourself but working on ourselves by praying and Submitting. getting to know God and being in his word and you know spending time with him I think it's easier when you're in the struggles to like to feel forsaken and left mm-hmm. alone and just unseen if you don't know who God is first yeah yeah mm-hmm. If you don't know the word, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Is if you don't know the word, you don't know really who God is, and you don't trust Him, and you just get stuck in this cycle of thinking He doesn't really care. Yeah, and that's Satan's number one goal is to tell you He doesn't care about mm-hmm. you. He's left you. He's not. He's not there for you, or He's not. <laughs> when people, I always hear people say like He's not talking to me. I don't hear mm-hmm. Him. I don't know what He's saying. I have like a three thousand page. <laughs> letter from God sitting in yeah. front of me right now. Like, yeah. This is called the word. Well, this is his letter to us. This is him communicating with us. And he needs proof that you are willing to search. Mm-hmm. You're willing to do part of the work. He's yeah. not going to just be like, oh, well, you're sad enough, so I'm going to just tell you what well, I he already to did, do. He already did part yes, of the exactly. work. He sent his son well, to fulfill our covenant that we couldn't keep. He did and, He did and one he of our work. already told us what to do <laughs> yeah, is exactly. the thing. He says, you need to go and search it out. And you know what? He, 
he's going to tell you where to go in Yes, this. and like, yeah, he's going to be faithful in your searching. There's so much there's so much in the Bible that kind of like intertwines that you yeah. could really go anywhere in the Bible and he's you're going to find something, something yeah. that speaks to your situation. Yeah. It's it's incredible and I love it. Did I tell you about that? Okay, so just because she said that I have to tell a story now. So, I was having an issue with a family member. It's been like a week now. And I was like going through my Bible and went on to Facebook like trying to avoid going through my Bible. And uh, one of the ladies that does a Bible study that I follow popped up. She said, I'm having issues this morning, um, and I didn't want to study, and I just went, and um, I just got in the Word anyway. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to hear it. So I clicked out of that, went to Instagram, <laughs> and the same exact video from the same exact person was the top of my feed. And I was like, okay, I'll listen. I'll, I'll just listen, I guess. <laughs> and uh, she was talking, same thing, about how she just went into the Word, and God like gave her her answer. And I was like, okay. I'll bite. I get it. I I'll get go. it, God. Well, and I started like flipping, mm-hmm. and at this point, I really wasn't like motivated to mm-hmm. find anything, and I was just like thumbing through the New Testament, trying to find like just an encouraging thing for the day, and I couldn't, <laughs> which just shows you the state I was in. Mm-hmm. So I just went back to my reading for the day, which I'm. Um, I had mentioned a while back that I'm trying to read through the whole Bible, not in a year. Just whenever God lets me mm-hmm. get through it, because he keeps making me get stuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I was reading about um, um, Abraham and Lot, and when they separate, mm-hmm. and how, um, like, Abraham, he, because he didn't want it to be this huge dispute, this huge thing, he decided to uh, lay down what he wanted for the good of, like, the family. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have, and that was my answer. Like, sometimes I'm going to have to not get what I want. To keep the peace in the family. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be okay. Because as long as I'm submitting to God's will. Mm-hmm. Like I. Sometimes my. What I want. Isn't going to be that. <laughs> sometimes what you want. Is not God's will. <laughs> yeah. But in that totally. That's a shocker. Right? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, but that. I mean. That totally speaks to that. Because I did not. I was not looking for that. And mm-hmm. then. God was like. Hey. Just open yeah. your eyes a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I, I don't. I didn't glean that from when I read it. So. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for reminding that reminding me that sometimes what I want is not God's will. <laughs> I actually have found, even though my husband's not a believer, sometimes what he wants is God's will. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that's a mind game right there. <laughs> I told, yeah, I, Cody, we we're doing as a family, kind of as a family, just our in-laws right there. Um, we're doing a parenting class together. Mm-hmm. And as I'm reading through it and like going through the questions, I'm realizing that Cody is showing more of an image of our God to our kids than I am. Mm. Like he has, and that is so infuriating. <laughs> You're like, uh oh. But that's also, the reason why we're yeah. going through this right now. Also, here, really honestly. awesome. <laughs> well, it just shows that he can he can use people even if they mm-hmm. aren't aware of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your husbands can be a testimony to you if they, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. even if they aren't yeah. aware of it. <laughs> and. We're just going down these rabbit trails, but I like it. <laughs> Letting the Holy Spirit take over here, okay? This might go to an hour and a half. Who knows? We're only on half of verse 13. <laughs> Throwing the rule book out the window. Okay. Okay. So, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good purpose. Yeah. So, mine's a little bit different than yours, Charity, but it pretty much says the same thing. Um, yeah, to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Yeah, yeah same thing. Yeah. So... Uh, God is working in us to transform what we will and what we do 
so that it matches his and what is good for his kingdom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as long as we are being diligent, so this kind of all like intertwines here. If you're being diligent and you're seeking him and you're working at your salvation, then that will transform you Mm -hmm. to have your will and your actions match what God wants or match God's will Mm -hmm. and what is good for his purposes that he has for you. Yeah. And that's, yeah, we're supposed to, I put, I put in my notes that, um, in order to be like Christ, we have to think like Christ Mm -hmm. in order to think like Christ. We have to be, uh, we have to be faithful and we have to be obeying. Mm -hmm. And then that we have to trust him in that to change our desire to just come full circle yes. <laughs> back and be living yes. a life that looks like that looks worthy of his mm-hmm. kingdom. There's the verse that you may know it, but there's the verse that says God will change our hearts or will give us our hearts desires. And really what it's saying is that if you're obeying him and you're trusting him and you're seeking him, your desires are going to be, are his, gonna desires. be his desires. Yeah, he's not going to be like, you don't obey God and you're like, okay, God, I need a million dollars. Yeah. He's like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got God's that. going to be like, don't be greedy. Humble yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need to live in the world and have mm-hmm. all the material things. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. And you may yeah. have a million dollars following God. Yeah, but yeah. If you're yeah, obeying him you. and you're trusting sure. him, you're going to use that for his kingdom. <laughs> exactly. You're not... He's not going to give you a million dollars if you're like, just going to go, go buy a house and a car for yourself. Trip he wants to, to see that further yeah. his kingdom. Yeah. It's all about furthering his kingdom. It's all about bringing people to him yeah. so they can be with him eternally. His end game, his end goal for this is that more people know him mm-hmm. and will be with him. Mm-hmm. He just wants to be with us. I love what, that. What was that? <laughs> yeah. What was that that pastor, our pastor said a while back? Um, like we keep, we keep praying like to to go to his kingdom like to like we yeah. want to leave this body yeah. and we just want to go take to me him. home lord yeah but we should be praying that he gives us the ability to bring his kingdom mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. It, we're just so self-minded yeah that we get caught up in what we want what we need and we forget that we forget about all these other people who mm-hmm. don't know him like when i think about all the people i know who do not know him do not walk with him and if they die, they will go to hell. Mm-hmm. It breaks my heart. It mm-hmm. makes me feel like I have to do everything I can. Yeah, you should like, you gotta go start like knocking on doors. Yeah, and literally, I feel really bad for my coworkers. But every chance I get, I talk about spiritual and godly things. Luckily, they're very open to it, and they talk about it with me, even if they're not believers. I guess luckily for me, it makes it not <laughs> awkward at work. But it's like. I care about these women, and so any time I talk, hear their worries or their, you know, their their problems, that's what it always points me to is God. Mm-hmm. So that's what He wants from people. He wants us to be thinking about how we can, you know, bring people to Him. So let's go on to verse fourteen, and that one's the shortest one that started all this. <laughs> Do everything without grumbling and arguing. Now, you would think that this one verse I would have a whole bunch of notes, but I really don't because it's the next one that kind of tied it in for me. And that's, I think, why God made me think I need to look up the rest of this Mm -hmm. because he wanted me to see this part. But anyways, so Paul is referring to our attitude towards God here. Um, The... This is the part that I got from David Guzik's commentary mm-hmm. in the Blue Letter Bible app because I was like, well, 
what what is he, what is he meaning specifically um, towards grumbling and arguing towards like your parents, mm-hmm. or grumbling and arguing towards God, or grumbling mm-hmm. and arg- arguing between the people in the church? Because I guess the Philippians were having issues. He talks about it earlier in the chap, uh, like chapter one, they were having a like a fight about something or a uh, disagreement. Mm-hmm. But Paul uh, David Guzik thought. Am I saying his name right? I don't even I don't know. know. I think so. That's sure. what I say. <laughs> um, he is thinking that it's he's talking about us, our attitudes towards God. Um, we as Christians should not be grumbling and murmuring against the nature of God or one another or even the ungodly world, which that one got me. This is what he said, not even the ungodly world. And I was like, well, we can't grumble about how evil the world is. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think God wants, like, even the Bible says, you know, that world is corrupt, but he's not wanting us to be bad-mouthing them almost because that will come back to bite you. Like, you can't bad-mouth somebody who's living sinfully, who doesn't know the Lord, one, because they don't, they don't know the Lord and they can't, they can't, help it pretty much they don't have the holy spirit to help them and what good is that going to do really well yeah and that's a um just like bad mouthing we're not supposed to be bad mouthing um like the world and, and people who don't know god i feel like as christians we're supposed to i mean it's going to be in the next scripture but we're supposed to be we're supposed to be set apart and mm-hmm. uh, if we're grumbling and we're complaining that's the example that we're giving mm-hmm. to everybody else. And we're mm-hmm. supposed to be showing people what Christ looks like mm-hmm. through us. So if we're doing that, we're giving them a false impression. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be turned off by it. They're not going well, to Well, they're like, just going to do what they do. Yeah. Call everybody hypocrites. Yeah. Everybody in the church is a hypocrite. That I mean, that's like the thing I constantly hear from non-believers. Yeah. And that's because we don't hold to this. We grumble and complain. Mm-hmm. And, and we can, yeah, we complain about our churches if the we complain about fellow believers. About, yeah. We complain about the worship service. We complain about oh, the pastor was way out of line. We complain about everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why Paul is saying this. Now, the original ancient Greek text, David Guzik says that this translates to all things. So, do all things without grumbling and arguing. Um, I mean, laundry and your dishes. Mhm. Why are you saying that to me right now? <laughs> yeah. I have a pile of and I feel like this is totally that like I know I need to hear this because like I come out from putting the kids to sleep and all I want to do is just sit on the couch and just do nothing but I come to the kitchen and it's a mess and I'm just like mm-hmm. <sighs> and I'm like what kind of testimony is that to me? That's what <laughs> all he's seeing is me like being annoyed for our family existing pretty much like how dare you eat yeah how dare you use dishes like we need to just ha- i actually said this the other day i wish i would have bought paper plates and because like, <laughs> i don't want to do dishes <laughs> we should not be grumbling or complaining but i have really been enjoying one pot meals because i just mm. put the pot on the middle mm-hmm. of the plate and we have like a family style where we just eat out of it it's really nice <laughs> That's actually a good idea because I always end up dishing it into a plate for my kids and they just don't, don't eat, eat any of it well, anyway. It makes it fun so for them because they get to like pick, pick out, out what they the want. With all, yeah. 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 Well, you just you just convinced me, Charity. <laughs> hey, that's a way of taking something that is makes you grumble and complain and making it so you won't 
<laughs> because you don't have as many dishes. <laughs> That's very smart thinking. So just keep in mind that this also could mean gossiping. So mm-hmm. I feel like gossiping can be such... I know this is something I've struggled with because, you know, women, they just love to gossip. And especially, like, in my office, we work in an office full of women, and all of them love to gossip. So it's something I have to, like, completely remove myself mm-hmm. from because it's a temptation for me mm-hmm. to partake in that. But as a believer, I know people know I'm a believer. So if I'm gossiping about someone and that comes back to me... What does that look like? Like, that looks like I'm fake, pretty much, you know? Mm-hmm. But, so that's something I've really been convicted about and just trying my hardest not to do. You know, we're not perfect. We're going to slip up. And if it, if something happens, the best thing you can, like, if something happens and you're caught in a lie or a gossip, mm-hmm. the best thing you can do is go and apologize to yeah. the person that you gossiped about. The worst thing you can do is either pretend it didn't happen or pretend it's like somebody else's fault. Yeah. As a Christian, if you make a mistake, make it right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to find a way to make it right. Um, so, do you have any more on that verse? Okay. So, on to the verse 15. So, we might actually make it through this. We got a good, like, 15 minutes left, and there's been some quiet space as we've been trying <laughs> to get a baby to stay asleep. But, um, verse 15. So, do everything without grumbling and complaining. I feel like these have to go together, so I'm saying mm-hmm. it together. So that you may be blameless and harmless children of God who are without fault. Um, so, this kind of goes into what we were saying, but when you have a non-complaining spirit, we show ourselves to be true followers of God. I try to think of like somebody I know that doesn't complain or wine, and I really can't think of anybody. I can think of a person. Who? Rebecca Harris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, she is just, she just she exudes she, I, peace and joy and inner gladness. Yeah, for the longest, when I first met her, I, I remember thinking, like everyone says, um, mm-hmm. like anybody among you could be like an angel like mm-hmm. that. You know, like you're supposed to be loving yeah. everyone. And I'm like, Rebecca Harris is <laughs> definitely an angel. <laughs> that is her. I mean, she has, what? Four kids, four kids, mm-hmm. all five and under, mm-hmm. and this woman comes in. I mean, she's wearing a baby. She has three little ones around her, following her, and she just comes in with this glowing smile. Yeah. Thank you. I, did, I couldn't think of anybody, but there's my negative spirit again coming in there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she, I've even heard her, like, you, you know, she everybody who's married, they have d- disagreements, she, yeah. but never have I heard her, like, make it sound like she's fought with her husband it's always Mm -hmm. been like she understands where he's coming from but she kind of disagrees with him but not complaining Mm -hmm. in any way Mm -hmm. just like just pray for us kind of thing and I'm just like like knowing that God's got it Mm -hmm. it's like what (laughs) how can I have that and it really just comes down to faith yeah she has a really strong faith um but a synonym for harmless is pure and justified and innocent. So, um, that's hard <laughs> <laughs> to be pure. Like, anytime mm-hmm. I think of pure, all I think of is, like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, they always tell women, you're supposed to be pure, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that just seems so unattainable mm-hmm. to me. But what I think what Paul is trying to say here is that we're just not, we're not supposed to 
we're supposed to shoot for that. We're supposed to remember that we're justified in Christ and try to keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, the word harmless, I thought this was interesting. So the original Greek word used for harmless can be tra- translated to hornless or a creature who cannot do harm because it's contrary to their nature. So he, David, this again is from David Guzik, but this is, uh, he's talking about a, a sheep. They don't have horns. So it physically really can't do much to you. Maybe bump you with its head, but it's not going to impale you. Yeah. Um, and as Christians, we can actually harm the kingdom of God by being people who whine and complain and gossip and argue all the time. Um, like we said, people then call you a hypocrite. You know, they see people already call Christians hypocrites because they don't get that we're still human. Yeah. And so we can sin. But being someone who is, you know, kind of bitter just makes it seem more so. Um, and, um, I've seen this happen actually to a lot of people that I love. Um, family members have turned away from God because mm-hmm. they have other people in their life, you know, parents and whatnot who say they're Christians, tell, you know, tell, tell us all about God. Tell us we need to follow the rules of God. Mm-hmm. We need to obey. We need to obey and we need to obey. But when it comes down to their life problems, it's nothing but complaining mm-hmm. and self-pity. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that say to the outsiders who don't know Christ? All that says is, why would I want to be that? Like, what's the benefit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why are you? how are you any different than the rest of us? Well, I think that in situations like that, too, it can definitely push people more towards science as well. And I like, I like science. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, and I think that obviously a lot mm-hmm. of good has come from it. But I think that it can push people towards, like, if, if we're bitter, we say we trust God and that he can take away all of our, he can take it all away from us. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to give it to him and burden his light. Mm-hmm. But if, if we are grumbling and complaining and they also have that, but they don't have like what non-believers tend to think of as the rules of Christianity, mm-hmm. they're like, why are we going to have the rules but not actually have like There's anything like, better yeah. with your God when mm-hmm. we can have that same grumbling and, um, and I mean, I mean, even like compression and depression, compression, <laughs> depression, <laughs> <That's a problem. laughs> yeah, depression and bitterness. But on the outside, we can just like lean on science and go get our antidepressants and yeah, uh, I mean, or try and find, find cures for cures cancer. For, they, or... I mean. Anything marijuana, like go to the bar, like you can pretty Mm -hmm. much justify anything outside Mm -hmm. of God, Mm -hmm. and it just that's all empty things. I realize I said marijuana, and I feel like a square now. Marijuana, why? Marijuana, any substance, really. You know, (laughs) I just mean like people will turn to any substance, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the way you said it, you said it, you said it so. So, uh, properly, but any people will turn to other, you know, people will see Christians and they'll, they'll see the way we live mm. and they'll say it's boring yep. or it's, you know, not, it's not something they want to do because look at all this fun stuff that I get yep. to do yep. and we're just the same. We're both depressed uh-huh. and that is not good. Mm-hmm. Like we are supposed to have this inner joy and gladness that shines out. And if we don't have that because we're not trusting God and we're not, we, first of all, 
not knowing the promises mm-hmm. that are there in this word. That's why, I mean, we always say it. The word. You gotta be in the word. <laughs> because no wonder you're depressed. If you don't know what is in this, you're gonna be depressed. Because mm-hmm. the world is hard and we have troubles. And if you don't know the redemption and the power that we have through Christ, then yeah, you're gonna, life is gonna get you down. Um, so, Honestly, it's not your fault. If you don't know what's in here, mm-hmm. now's the chance for you to turn around and find out what's in here. I heard, speaking of God's power, <laughs> uh, I was reading, I don't, and I'm, I think, no, it was a podcast, I wasn't reading it, but she was talking about how, um, like, people forget that Satan was created, and they, they just go along with these strongholds that he has over their lives, and they're like, oh, I can't, like, I can't get out of this, mm-hmm. I can't get out of this. They just think it's like them, yeah. or their personality. But Satan was created, mm-hmm. and since he was created, he has limitations. Mm-hmm. We serve a God who has no, no limitations. limitations. Yeah, and saying, I can't, that's limit, limiting you're saying a God. God. Yeah, you're saying God yeah. can't. The God yeah. who created our mm-hmm. universe, you're saying he can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to say... Literally spoke us into existence. Didn't even lift a finger. Can yeah. you imagine what he could do? Yeah. Does he have fingers? What is that? I don't know. I don't Jesus know. has fingers and he's God, so there you go. But he, he's human. <laughs> but he still has fingers. Okay. He, he has can, fingers. If he, he was can to lift, lift a finger, a finger we're made in God's image. Words. So he's got to have some sort of celestial Man. fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't see them because we can't see his glory. <clears throat> right? I imagine them like fiery. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty epic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like that... like. I mean, we can't even yeah. fathom the power that God oh, has. yeah. I mean, all he has to do is, like, wink and our problems can be gone. Yeah. And that's not to say that he's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Because through our problems and our mm-hmm. sorrow, we are molded and shaped. Mm-hmm. And we have form testimonies. I mean, Charity and I went through our testimonies. Obviously, our life hasn't been something that's been easy per se. It's not been as hard as other people's lives. But we've had a testimony because... Of what we've gone through. Mm -hmm. And so instead of looking at everything that comes your way that is bad or hard as something that God is using to punish you or that he's like left you or forsaken you, Mm -hmm. look at it as a way for him to mold you Mm -hmm. and draw you to him. Yeah. Um, Satan's going to, it's kind of like you're on this tightrope and God is at the end and Satan's next to you and trying trying to pull you on, you know, he's trying to pull you off that tightrope because he knows this is when you're vulnerable and this is when he's going to attack. And if you're not in the word and being intentional and praying through this hard stuff, and I mean, I know there's lots of like hard stuff, harder stuff than I can even fathom. Okay. If that, if you let him pull you down, that will destroy you. Mm -hmm. If you keep your eye on the Lord and the end of that tightrope, you, even if it ends in like your death, like let's say you have cancer, even if it ends in your death, God is there with you through it and he will either use your death for glory to him, you know, to bring glory to him or you will be rewarded greatly in his kingdom. Well, and that, I think that it's, we're going to get to this. Yes. There's so much. It all correlates, like you said. Yeah. But I feel like it's 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 important to remember that God doesn't put us on the tightrope, mm-hmm. but he's more interested in our character than in our comfort. Mm-hmm. And that tightrope is going to shape our character mm-hmm. if we let it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I think, 
that actually kind of makes me upset when Christians are like, why is God putting me through this? Mm -hmm. And it's like, God is not putting you through this. Mm -hmm. Now, he has control over this situation, but he he has to allow things to happen, whether it be because somebody else made a choice that affected you Mm -hmm. negatively or whether it be because humanity as a group has created a world where there's cancer. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not... God didn't create cancer. God is good. He is holy. He can't create something like cancer. You know, Satan has created a, I mean, I just think of like World War II, Mm. the amount of radiation and just from atomic bombs Mm -hmm. or uh, gas chambers or, you know, all the things, the chemicals from that war that were created. And now that is out in the atmosphere. And then even more so now there's more chemicals out in the, from power plants that's why there's cancer is because of things that humans have done Mm -hmm. and created. Um, so I'm not trying to be like green or anything like here like that because I have no idea about any of that stuff, but I'm just saying there's a lot of harmful things out there that creates cancer. It's not God creating cancer to like mold and shape you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to, God's going to give your kid cancer. So that will mold and shape you. Absolutely not. So God doesn't put you through the hard things, but he's, but he is there to carry you through them. Yeah. That's a, yeah, he's, before you even go into it, he has your way out. Mm -hmm. Ready? Mm -hmm. If you just turn to him and rely on him and trust that he does. Mm -hmm. So we're to be blameless and harmless children of God who are without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. So this is why, um, David Guzik thought the grumbling and arguing was directed towards our attitudes toward God. Because in the next verse, he talks about in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. And this is this actually refers back to Deuteronomy. I mean, the beginning of the Bible. Which, mm-hmm. This is why I love the Bible, because mm-hmm. it all like intertwines. It's so awesome. But Deuteronomy 32.5. Jerry, do you want to read that? Uh, they have corrupt themselves. They are not his children because of their blemish, a perverse and crooked generation. So I don't know about you, but that's pretty much the exact word that he Paul uses, right? So, yeah. and Paul was Paul was Jewish, right? Because he was used by the Jews, Jews to kill to kill Christians. I always have to like make sure Saul. I get that right. <laughs> yeah, he was Saul. Um, so he knows the Torah. Okay, mm-hmm. you learn that at a very young, young age. age okay, yeah. you memorize it. Um, so he that's why when he's writing things. He will bring things out. And that's why Jesus knew them. Because um, he was also Jewish. In case you didn't know Somebody that. Somebody just pointed out to me today, like, we have, like, do you ever wonder why there's a huge gap from, like, Jesus, we hear about him from, like, birth until, like, 12, and then not again at all until he's 30. And when he comes back at 30, he comes back and he's, like, beating the crap out of Satan with God's mm-hmm. word. It's that gap. Yeah. What do you think he was mm-hmm. doing? He spent that time from thirteen on memorizing yep. this to use it. Thirteen is when they're considered a man, and that's when they start to teach <clears throat> him. Which I love that the Jewish people do that because that's what God asked him to mm-hmm. do. Um, now they got too focused on the laws of it, yeah, but not the prophecies. You know, like from Isaiah. I guess that's not in the Torah, but you know, the beginning of Bibles yeah. books are in there. But um, still, it's like it's. 
it's awesome to think that God, I mean, God memorized scripture, this, you guys. Yeah, this thing that we, oh my gosh, that just gave me the chills. We are reading what God read. We're reading what Jesus yeah, read. Oh my Jesus gosh. Jesus studied it, and that's why. We can say the words that he said out yeah. of his mouth mm-hmm. when he was here on well, this and earth. That's oh why, my gosh, that's that why is so crazy. In it's Matthew, so awesome. and Mark, and Luke, and John, they all, all talk about how Jesus would quote scripture from the Torah. And it's like, because it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Because it can be used as a weapon against mm-hmm. Satan. And we have more than the Jewish people did, okay? We have this whole book. So, we got a lot of weaponry yeah. here. <laughs> um, but Paul is reminding the modern church that we should not be like rebellious Israel. So, if you've read the beginning books, which I really suggest you do. You know, if you really want to know God's character and his heart for people... You gotta read those. Um, then read you, them slowly. Yes, and <laughs> study them. Yeah, digest them. But Paul is reminding them, you know, Israel was a bunch of complaining mm-hmm. people, even though they had like a pillar of fire guiding them in the wilderness. They had manna provided for them for food. Yeah, eating that every day probably would suck. But they were but you family. knew God, yeah. like you had God's presence with you. Like I can't. Even imagine, and I can't put myself in their shoes because I'm a human uh-huh. and I might have done the same thing they did. Uh-huh. But he is encouraging us who have the Holy Spirit living in us, which they did not. So you got to cut yeah. them some slack. They had the Holy Spirit just with them. A little bit. With they them. God. <laughs> they just didn't have them in, had the Holy Spirit in them, which is completely different. You know, they couldn't even touch the, you know, they couldn't go near the Holy Spirit without dying. We have them living inside of us, okay? <laughs> we have a responsibility to not... Light. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just makes me picture, like, just this glowing out of our eyes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, we have a responsibility to not be com- constantly complaining and disputing with God, mm. okay? We have a responsibility to not be whining at God all the time. Now, I also kind of, like, take all this as I need to stop, like whining at God about things in my life like praying yeah. wise not just whining to other people but in my prayers uh-huh. I need to stop whining Yeah, because <laughs> Israel they whined to God they didn't really whine to other people I mean they did obviously but they were all whining together they were whining to God I mean that 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 is like you are questioning him you're saying do you got my back because yeah. I don't think you do or are you going to save my husband? Because I don't think you are. He had some like major cojones <laughs> to be like <laughs> yeah. facing God. Well, I know. And like they see Moses come down from the mountain and they're like, Moses, we don't want manna. And that's he's a, like, are you kidding me right now? That's just the truth. Like they, that's one of those things that I always come back to when I'm thinking like I don't have enough right now. Mm-hmm. And gosh, I don't want to be like Israel, but I'm realizing how much I have right now. <laughs> Every time I read those books, I'm like, gosh, uh, i got to get it together. God tells us just to trust him. And, like, he knows the whole story. Yeah. We want to be in control of this story. But we we will never be in control because we literally have no idea where it's going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, if we were in control, we would totally screw it up. Yeah. Like, we would totally mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want control. <laughs> I think that I do until until right now. <laughs> This second, I'm deciding. Deciding right now. Nope, I'm done. Yeah. So, in the so we're in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, 
and we're kind of always because everyone is crooked and perverse mm -hmm. in some form of way <laughs> but we are supposed to shine like your what did yours what did yours say mine says shine like stars in the world which i love mm, mine says shine like stars in the sky okay so <clears throat> same thing we're supposed to shine like stars <laughs> um and you know, I didn't know nothing about the Bible when I was a little kid. You know, I didn't really read it, but I used to always... It was because of the... What's the... Newsboys? Yeah. They shine. You know that song? How's it go? <laughs> I do know that song. <laughs> it's, it's like... It was on K-Love literally all day long. <laughs> I know that song because I didn't become a Christian until I was in my... 20s mm -hmm. but I totally went back to shine like, make them wonder what you got <laughs> yeah. and I heard that as I a went kid. back to and like I would pray that kids schools yeah kids not kids schools I went back to yeah. like kids songs and I would be like beat bopping in the car <laughs> Southern California <laughs> people were looking at me like what the heck I I'm, I'm not trying to offend anybody but I really don't like the newsboys <laughs> I really do I not. like this I'm justified not justified. They're newer <laughs> ones I think I've heard and I, I like those, but this song I didn't even like, but it stuck with me. Like I need to be a light mm. to my friends, you know, um, as a, as a young believer, that's what I wanted. I wanted my friends to see me, but, and see and wonder why I'm different. Um, if it was only so easy, you know, I want, I want people to just kind of see me shining mm. You know, I want to just be glowing, and then people will be like, so, why are you glowing? What kind of highlighter are you wearing? <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, it's Jesus. It's the Jesus highlighter. <laughs> you can only get it by believing in him. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know much of their stuff, but I, I know their old stuff, but their new song, Guilty, I really like. Mm -hmm. I'll have to look that up. I don't think I've heard of it. I sent it to you, like, a year ago. Well, then maybe I did. Yeah, if you hear it, you'll remember yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Um... So, Christ and his followers are often referred to as lights in the world. The only question is how bright can we shine as his followers? I've how much coffee I've had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to make a shirt that says that. <laughs> no. Like, this little light of mine needs coffee. <laughs> That's a good one. Don't steal my idea, people. I will find you. <laughs> and I'll say good job. And then I'll buy your shirt. <laughs> um, I gotta get half credit for this idea. <laughs> yeah, you I don't, half I don't want any money. I just want a shirt. <laughs> I know. Make me a shirt. Scratch that. Steal my idea. Please make me a shirt. But I want it for free. <laughs> That's my payment. <laughs> um, so we are here to shine light in the darkness that guides people. We warn people. We bring joy to people. <clears throat> And we reveal things that people keep hidden. So these are all like things that light bulbs do. Okay? I was just thinking like that. <laughs> what are lights used for? Fire though. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of how like warm you get when you're mm -hmm. around a fire. So and like, how, like joy, bring joy comfort that and joy comfort. to people. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know community fire. You people surrounded by a fire. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to unite mm -hmm. the world. And light is used. You know as a guide. It's used. As a warning, you know, lights flashing. That mm -hmm. usually means something bad's going on. Um, and then, yeah, light. Christmas tree lights. Mm -hmm. Fires. That's used as community and unity. You know, it's supposed to symbolize just, you know, comfort and joy and mm -hmm. peace. And then, 
to reveal things that people keep hidden. That's a big thing. Like, mm. you use a flashlight shine if light. you're trying to find yeah. something. And the light of Christ is going to shine on the things that we keep hidden. It's just going to happen. You can't avoid it. And you best just let it happen because he's going to fi- help you fix it. <laughs> mm. And make it go, you know, be healed. Even if it's our hurts that we keep well, hidden. So many people today are looking for that, like, me too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm really struggling mm-hmm. with this. Me too. Mm-hmm. Like that is such a shining, like making sure. Well, that I mean, it's the Me Too own. movement. Oh yeah, the Me Too movement is all about us trying, trying to let to that out, mm-hmm. and without having to say a lot. And Jesus, you don't have to say anything out loud to him. Okay, you can say it all in your head, mm-hmm. and he knows. But first of all, he knows. He knows what you've gone through. He knows your hurts. He knows if something horrible has happened to you. He was there with you. And he wants to take that out. He wants to reveal it to you, even though, you know, going through that is a painful thing. But he wants to show it to you and say, this is mine. And I'm cleaning it. And it's it's gone. It's not who you are. Mm -hmm. And I, you are mine. Mm -hmm. And I can make you new. And I can take those pain. That's why he says my yoke is easy and my burden is light because he takes your burdens <laughs> he literally takes them from you and you are made new by it mm-hmm. and I mean what person doesn't want that mm-hmm. like I just see these people that are hurting and, and they're lost and you know even like YouTubers that you see like I really like makeup YouTube videos <clears throat> but the majority of the ones I follow, they always end up posting things about like being depressed mm. or having anxiety. And it's because they not saying that they're superficial because I really like makeup. Okay. I really like doing my makeup. I enjoy it. But if they don't know the Lord, they're, they're tr- going to try and fill their heart with something. And usually makeup YouTubers, I mean, it's probably pretty materialistic because you're always buying new things, trying new things because you want to review them for people. And I just see this sadness in people. And I've seen people who, I mean, they even say, like, I've gone through something that really hurt me. And it's just like, I just wish that everybody could have what I have in Christ, someone who's going to be there and take those things from me. Well, I feel like a lot, and, and not all of them, because I know there's mm-hmm. quite a few like Christian YouTubers, mm-hmm. but they go into that thinking that they're going to get this like worldwide acceptance. Mm-hmm. And there's nowhere that they're going to get the acceptance that they're craving. And I mean, the internet is not the place to get acceptance. <laughs> but no, uh, the internet is the place <clears throat> to get damage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so many people are searching just for that, for acceptance. I mean, we have... One of our family members right now is struggling with that, mm-hmm. being accepted, and I don't even think that they know what they want that to look like for them, mm-hmm. because they're looking at it at a worldly view. So mm-hmm. they, like, they think that they have this buffet that they get to pick from. Like, I want to be accepted um, in sports. I want to be accepted with my friendships. I want to mm-hmm. be accepted academically. Like, we have yeah. all these things to pick from now. Mm-hmm. But the only place that you are going to get accepted, and it is not going to matter what you do, what you look mm-hmm. like, what your education level is, how many friends you have what your bank account looks like, your home, how you cook, anything is God. And that mm-hmm. is so sad that people don't actually see that, that that's the acceptance that they're craving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like how it's like not, it's not conditional. Like it's not like you have acceptance from God if you do what, what he says. Even with YouTube, it's conditional <clears throat> on you putting out a video each on, and every well, time. And like the whole point of going on <clears throat> YouTube is so you can get followers yeah. and you can get likes and you can get 
comments that are nice and that make you feel good. Yeah. And I mean, think of all the, I mean, that, that's probably why there's a lot of them with depression mm-hmm. because that alone, if you are looking for your acceptance in the comment section of YouTube, mm-hmm. you are going to be let down. Yeah. Just come anywhere. It's comments, <laughs> likes on Facebook, comments oh, on man. Facebook, Instagram, any of that. I post on Instagram if my if I was to post on Instagram or on Facebook for the likes, I would like have I would I would I'd be so depressed. Yeah. Because my posts on those social media sites for my family who who don't live close, who live far away, and I'm pretty sure like half of my aunts don't know how to like something. <laughs> no, <laughs> they just comment on it. <laughs> yeah. But that also that though, I mean, when you do it, there is a there's something in you that goes, oh, I got a like. Oh, somebody commented. There's a movie out right now that I I watched by myself at night because I mm-hmm. saw that it said it had language in it. And, mm-hmm. and it's called Ingrid Goes West. And it's about that. It's about the addiction that you get to becoming like a, what are they called? A social... Yeah. Um, you know, figure. Social figure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, public figure. Public figure. Yeah. <laughs> a public figure. And how, um, like, it's it's about this girl who becomes obsessed with these people that she meets on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she is, like, transforming her life to fit that and she doesn't fit it because it's not who she is but when she sees that she's getting these likes when she starts doing what they're doing and becoming somebody generic yeah. not being a star that stands out mm-hmm. uh it's like it's this addiction that yep. it becomes yeah well and here's the thing and i'm not saying this to be like make make it seem like some people are uh popular because they're cool or something but not everybody's personality is a personality that somebody's going to want to follow. It just isn't. No. And that's, you're, mm. no, you're not, it's not supposed to be that yeah. way. We're all made differently for different things. Mm-hmm. Some people are interesting to follow on social media. Some people are not, but you're probably good at something else. Yeah. Social media should should not, and I'm not dogging anybody who makes a living off of social media. Yeah, and no. That, I mean, power, good for more them. Power, yeah. <laughs> Wish I know how to do that. Yeah, I can't, and I've tried. I've tried not by being a public figure, yeah, no. but by selling things on social media. It's hard, mm-hmm. and trying to stand out in this world of millions of people on social media—that is hard. And we can't get caught up in that being like our standard yeah. of whether we're a good person or something, or cool, or pop. Oh, you know, or people love me. Like, that's where you find your value. You just cannot do that because it's toxic. Our value is found in one person, and that's God. Mm-hmm. One being. I don't like calling, I don't like I calling God a person. Jesus. There we go. It's found in Jesus. <laughs> he's, he's a human. He was... He, I, he was. I don't know. I mean, that's a, that is a rabbit trail. I am not going down. <laughs> we need somebody smarter than me for that one. But our value and our acceptance can only satisfyingly be found in Christ Mm -hmm. because everywhere else it's going to let you down. Even if you try to do it in raising your kids, your job, as a wife, as a father, Mm -hmm. as anything. If you're trying to do it in the world and trying to find your value and worth in the world, you're going to be let down. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how we got. I don't. I don't either. (laughs) But it reminds me. I used to. I. It reminds me a lot of social media now. When I was, I graduated early, and when I was, when I was going out to the college, I was trying to um, just fill up all the electives that Mm -hmm. you generally have in high school with stuff at the college. Mm -hmm. So I took this speech class, 
and I I was always master of ceremonies from like fifth grade up until I left high school. Like every mm-hmm. assembly we had, I was master of ceremonies. And uh, one of the introduction questions into the speech class was, I like thinking about this now. I used to be so good at speeches, and now when I'm talking to people, I'm like, uh, the my favorite color is green. <laughs> well, talking to one person is different. <clears throat> and the introduction question was, um, what do you like about giving speeches? And that was my answer. I have a more likelihood of having people agree with me if I'm speaking to a crowd than mm-hmm. if I'm speaking one on one. And I feel like that is what that's social media. Yep. You're you're looking for the majority. The majority. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, you're going to get those comments that are negative and people are going to say, ooh, you're stupid, or, ugh, I'm not following you, which uh, that is, like, the stupidest comment. Yeah. Just don't follow, follow them. them. Yeah, like, <laughs> Why say anything? Yeah. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. It's like every time somebody says something mean on a comment, I want to just, like, post a Bambi meme. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> like, yeah, gift, or they're like, I'm unfollowing you. Yeah. The, okay? Yeah. She would, like, she put a million that, followers, she's not going to. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh, they're, well, I mean, like I said, it can be an addiction. So some people do, mm-hmm. like, fret over that. But you're looking for the majority of people who are going to agree with you. And that's why there's public figures who are popular and stuff because the majority agree with you. Now, if you're trying to do this and you're finding this isn't going great, it's because people just don't agree with you. <laughs> and maybe there's a reason for that. Yeah. Especially if you're a Christian, the world yeah. shouldn't agree with you. Yeah. Because we're supposed to be separate. Yeah, you should you We're should supposed to be different. Yeah. You should, yeah. And push I mean, back. Yeah. That's how you know you're doing your job yeah. right. <laughs> but I'll follow you. If that's what's happening, I'll follow you. Because yeah. I'll agree with you. Yeah. Maybe. 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 We shouldn't get into a theology talk right now. <laughs> For the most part, as long as you love Jesus and you talk about how good he is, I'll follow you yeah. and like you. <laughs> um, so, we're supposed to be shining like stars in the world. Um, Charity, you have a good note here. But okay. we've, we've kind of talked about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't what even did know I say? The end of... Uh, oh, a transformed life is a powerful witness to the power of God's word. Yeah. So, um, we've kind of talked about this, but mm. somebody who has been transformed and is actually being a light, that's, that is a powerful witness mm-hmm. above anything else that you can do or anything else you can say, mm-hmm. really. Like, your words can be somewhat effective, but really it's your actions and like who you are yeah. as a person that is going to be speaking to someone more so. Yeah. And there is a scripture in here that it says like without words, um, speak your profess. Testimony. Yeah. yeah. Profess. Mm-hmm. profess Christ, <laughs> you know? Um, <clears throat> so the very last verse is by holding firm to the word of life. So, like we've been saying this whole time, by holding firm to God's word, that's going to help you. So, all this time we've been telling you, don't complain, don't complain, don't complain, don't argue, don't <laughs> gossip. Now, this is how you do it. By holding firm to the word of life. Mm-hmm. By holding firm to what God's promises are. By holding firm to what he tells you. I'm just not thinking this. Uh, <clears throat> they talk about how the word of God is like sharper than any two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. And this says to hold firm. You like have to. You probably have to hold pretty firmly. Yeah. To, to like a, a battle sword. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are huge. Yeah. Well, and you don't want it to fly out of your hands when you go to slice through. That would be the <laughs> your opponent. Every time I chop wood, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to grab onto what he says in this mm-hmm. book, this Bible, and use it. <laughs> what are you doing I'm with your hand? fighting with it. Oh. <laughs> She's about to thump me with her Bible. <laughs> I thought she was, like, pointing at something. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, so... That's what we were trying to say this whole time. You know, mm. this is a valuable commodity mm. here. Um, and then, you want to wrap up that verse? Yeah, then I can boast and rejoice in the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. I like that verse. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because it kind of shows the, Paul, the heart of Paul there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not wanting you to do it because he says so. He's not wanting you to do it because that's like, what Christians should do. Mm-hmm. He is saying all these things because he wants to be able to rejoice that all he did brought something to the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. That he all he wants, his main desire is that the work he did for God's ki- kingdom be fruitful. Mm-hmm. And this should be our desire. This is how we should live our life and focus. That should be our main focus. It's to live a life wholeheartedly following after Christ and trying to be like him. Doing what we can for his kingdom. And that is especially for parents. I mean, any time, even if it's changing a poopy butt. Mm-hmm. Doing it for his kingdom. <laughs> I just watched the movie, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge. If you haven't seen it, it's really good. But it's very, very violent. Very violent. So not good for kids. But this guy is a, he's a Seventh-day Adventist. And I, it made me look up their beliefs. Because I wasn't sure what's the difference between like... I'm a non-denominational Christian. I wasn't sure what's the difference. And I didn't see much other than, I mean, they believe in Jesus and that he died and rose again. So that's, that's all I cared about. But he is a very devout believer and he would not touch a gun. Like he won't, would not. Oh, that's the one where he goes to war. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He goes and volunteer, you know, he, he, um, goes and signs up to fight in World War II. And he would not touch a gun. And, like, he had all this pushback and persecution about his beliefs, even from fellow Christians. Like, people who said, I'm a Christian, but I think it's okay to kill people in war. And he's like, well, that's just not what I believe. And he has a history of why he doesn't believe that. But um, when he's up at Hacksaw Ridge, sorry if this is a spoiler for you, he just keeps saying... God, help me save one more. Mm. Help me save one more. And <clears throat> like, and it's a true story. Yeah. So um, I actually, at the end of the movie, they interview the real guy, and it, he's so sweet. But he's like, just help me save one more. And he has a southern accent. <laughs> it's so cute. But he's like, help me save one more. And I kind of think of for his kingdom. Mm. This is for his kingdom. Mm. This is for his kingdom. Like, make it a chant in your head. Um. He saves, he saves, I think they said like 35 men, Mm. it might be more than that, without a gun, in the middle of like Japanese men with bayonet guns running around, okay? (laughs) So he does it all without a gun. He's saving the enemy or he's saving? Saving both, okay? Any man that was alive, that was just injured, Mm. he was bringing to the edge of the ridge this big giant ridge that he had to rope them down the ridge each one and uh just to keep them from first of all they were like land blasting it with bombs and uh, missiles and so he was trying to get them out of that but also to keep the other the japanese were going around just killing 
his guys. So he was trying to get him out of that. And his main purpose was, I want to do as much as I can to serve my country, but do it in the way Christ would want me to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to do the most, the best, most I can to serve his kingdom, but do it in the way Christ would want me to. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, with kids, it feels like war sometimes, you guys. <laughs> it is war. We are at war. <laughs> sometimes they're against us. It's a civil war. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So... Anytime, you know, for the 15th time you told your daughter to do something and she doesn't do it, you have to remember, this is, my raising her is for his kingdom, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I have to respond in a good way, because it can be detrimental Mm -hmm. later on. Yep. Um, So, that's kind of how I try to think of what Paul is saying here, like his mindset have it with my kids. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Paul Paul is my favorite author, writer. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what the tech, what they're actually called for this. Yeah. But it's, I mean it's God's word. He yeah. just wrote it down. So I don't know. Vessel. Yeah. He's our vessel. favorite vessel. <laughs> uh, because he's such a rebel. Yeah. And it's crazy like reading this right now mm-hmm. that he wants to know that it wasn't for nothing. Like I wonder what he thinks sitting up there right now. And like oh, seeing I, that's what everybody, I like everybody reading, reading his and stuff. gleaning from this. Yeah. But that and that centuries later. Yeah. And that's in, that's my note is when mm-hmm. I mean Paul was totally committed. And I mm-hmm. I already said this, but I love him because he's such a rebel and mm-hmm. that that but in I mean he's totally committed. Mm-hmm. And if we are totally committed to serving Christ, our sacrifices are not gonna be in vain. Mm-hmm. They we will be rewarded. Even if we don't see it right now. I mean, it down the line, it's going to have a domino effect, just like you were talking about mm-hmm. Billy Graham, how it was like one guy just talking to one person, and it's like a series of five guys talking to one person, and then finally when it gets down to Billy Graham, those people just having this domino effect of affecting one person yeah. was able to affect the guy who Saved affected two billion, two billion is what they estimate people that he's reached with the gospel. Yeah. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, and that's not anywhere near... How many Paul oh, has is, reached? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah. like, well, <laughs> peace, brother. Yeah. But what I do kind of have a thing to say about Paul, though. So he says, "Then I can boast and rejoice in the day of Christ that I didn't run or labor for mm-hmm. nothing." So even there, he's kind of having trust issues. So his trust was immense, but he's also saying, "Like, hey guys, it's relying on you to make sure that this." is worth something. So he's not really looking at the big picture of how God is going to use it. So we can try to put the pressure on people sometimes and forget the big picture that it's really God that is in control of if we're doing his purpose, if we're doing what he calls us to do, he's going to make sure that it is worth it. Mm -hmm. He's going to make sure that it is used for his kingdom. And so really, I mean, Paul's trying to, I think, motivate the Philippians, you know, say, make it worth, you know, me, I could die here in prison, so make it worth it, <laughs> but he also should be, like, remembering that God's going to make it worth mm-hmm. it, you know, it's not the Philippians, God is going to make sure that it was worth it, we didn't do it in vain, <laughs> so, the co- our, we're going to end things, because we're, like, <laughs> 25 minutes over, um, so our call to action what do you, you want to read it? You yeah. Want to read it? Um, 
So the call to action is Philippians 2, 17 through 18. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and serve, service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Um, I'm going to read my version. It's I like that one actually better, but I, I always like to have more than one yeah, version. Me too. So, But even if I am poured out like a drink offering upon the altar of service for your faith, I am glad. I am glad with all of you. You should be glad about this in the same way. Be glad with me. So, our little challenge for you guys is this. So, think of it this way. Paul was being in, was imprisoned at this mm -hmm. time. And I always think it's incredible how many books came out of Paul being oh, imprisoned. Prison, yeah. It's like, at the That's time, I mean. he was probably rebel. thinking like, God... Why do I have to keep going to jail? Why do you keep allowing this to happen? And this is why. Because <laughs> you wrote all these awesome letters. But um, so he was in prison at this time, thinking he could be executed. He was still willing to die for his faith and do so with peace as long as it brought glory to God. Mm -hmm. So as we go about our week, the next, you know, we don't know when the next podcast will be out. We're kind of... We gotta go. We gotta go with life, so we can't <laughs> do it regularly, no matter how hard we try. Um, but until the next podcast, think about how you can sacrificially serve the Lord this week, whether it be through your family, through your church, through a local charity. Think of a way that you could serve the Lord mm -hmm. with a non-complaining spirit. Mm -hmm like Paul asks us to, with a gladness, okay? So not with grumbling, not with... It, that. Otherwise, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. God wants it to be yeah. from our, our heart. heart. Mm -hmm. If our heart is glad with it and we're doing it out of love for him, that is service of the Lord, okay? It's not doing it because you feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing it because you love, the, love Lord. the Lord. Yeah. That's it, okay? Right. So... This is super long. Thanks for sticking with us Thanks this extra for, half hour. Yeah. I think it'll probably be a little bit less since we've had so many distractions and we'll be able to cut some stuff out. But um, if you have any questions, you guys, or you want some clarification or something, or if you want us to send you like um, the links to the apps that we mentioned or anything else that we mentioned, just feel free to email us yep. at uh, yeah, macchiatomoms at gmail.com. Or if you disagree with what we said, you want to talk about it email us or message us we yeah. have a facebook page facebook page macchiato moms at midnight instagram macchiato moms yep because midnight wouldn't fit and we're on itunes you could be listening to us on itunes and if you are feel free to sub subscribe and we will talk to you later bye bye